<laughs> yeah. So, hello everyone and welcome to Tea with Tea. This is your host, Tanika Malaza, and today I have my first ever guest on the podcast. Um, go see Yenzile Magoho. Yenzile, you can say hi. Uh, yeah, hey everybody. Um, yeah, just guess we're going to have an interesting conversation. Please don't hate <laughs> me, okay? <laughs> I'm just... I, I live in those dark places where people don't want to go, so I say things just to be controversial sometimes, you know? It's, mm. just, it's not that I believe in them more. I'm just... I like I like a, I like an outside perspective or um, an alternative. Devil's advocate. That's where I live. Yeah, I was just about to say that usually people who say don't hate me are controversial people. Like, controversial in their nature. Oh, most you know? definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, do that's you think, me. like, does that make you does does that make people uncomfortable to be around you, or would you say it makes people more interested to talk to you? I don't know. Um, it's it's polarizing, yeah. So the people that like me, like, really, really like me, and the people uh-huh. that hate me, like, hate me, like, you know, like they just despise the shit out of me. So, um, I can say, yeah, like I'm a very so it, I guess it depends on the type of person you are, cause um, I I have filtering issues sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I tend to say the first thing that pops into my head, especially if I think it's funny. And uh, <laughs> do the people around I, you laugh? I mean, it's either you laugh <laughs> or you're gonna slap me in the face. You know, there's no even, there's no in between. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there's really no in between. It's either you it's either you it's either you laugh or you stab me in the face. So mm. um, but life life is fun that way, man. Like I don't know. People are just way too uptight, man. Like I always I I believe that um God made us to have have you never noticed like even in, in horror movie there's gonna be like a point in time in that horror movie where like they try to make jokes or something you know what i'm saying <laughs> i don't know i'm not i'm not really i'm a very um what can i say i really i'm a very my emotions get out of hand really quickly so i don't watch horror movies <laughs> oh funny enough <laughs> like i really I, just don't go there because okay. my i get too emotionally involved so i'm just like no thanks for me, they just annoy the shit out of me. Like, it's it's almost like movie people are probably the dumbest people, or the like you know, no peak because you can see you can almost see the writer's hand in in the horror movie because you're almost like hell no, nobody's gonna act like this in real life. Like come mm. on, like mm. you see a bush, you're like I ain't going to the fucking bush. What if there's a snake? Not even a ghost, like what if it's a fucking snake or, yeah. or a rat? Like, it's like people are way too cautious in real life. So, but maybe not everyone, you know. I don't know. Maybe have not you, everyone. Have you watched uh, Stranger Things? A the, bit of it. A bit of it. One, the season four, right? Yeah, yeah, season four. But I didn't really get most of the context because I was watching it with my friend Neliswa because she mm-hmm. she really enjoys it. So I was just, we were hanging out together and then she was watching it and then I was watching it with her as well. Um, but that was, it was 
it wasn't it was scary but it wasn't terrifying to the sense where like i wouldn't be able to watch it you know i don't know yeah yeah it's it's scary but it's not terrifying like yeah uh, yeah but what i'm trying to say is okay i I enjoyed the first half like Uh especially episode four is like one of my favorite like episodes of any tv series like kate bush playing in the background like come on um so what i'm trying to say is you see the latter half of the movie when the kids were going to the upside down to fight the vecna or something like that uh-huh. mm-hmm. i'm like are these people dumb like you know <laughs> like in real life this all these people are gonna die if it was real life they were just gonna die yeah but also i think also we have to speak about how this is just like a theory right where people who have privileged lives tend to seek for danger because they don't really experience it in their everyday life Mm. like you know if you're black and you're not gonna go looking for danger because you're constantly surrounded by it you know what i mean so Mm. things like going into the bush is not something you're gonna do because you know that there's a mom Kizu who like lives in the bush or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. but with them, it's like they grow up, there's white picket fences. And so at the sight of danger, they kind of like, oh, I want to see what's there. I don't know. I, I just genuinely think it's an environment thing where where you grow up kind of dictates how you respond to danger. I mean, yeah, yeah it's definitely true. I mean, yeah, it's it's 100% true. Like, um is like we all get programmed by everything experiences and and stuff like that so like the reason if if you if you grow if you grow up in a gated community with like the security guards and stuff like that you probably sleep uh without locking your doors but like if you live in if you've been staying in a gas like the first thing you do before you go to sleep is to check if all the doors are locked or not yeah definitely yeah it's definitely probably a contributing factor definitely i guess also it just speaks to how all of us you know how you said all of us are programmed by like our environments so do you think then we are justified so um let me just say crimin like being a criminal so um stealing robbing people um selling drugs all of that stuff do you think that to some extent it's justified based on like where we grow up and stuff no i don't think any bad i don't think you can ever justify a bad thing right i mean you can uh-huh probably sympathize right uh-huh. um, but i mean the you you can find the worst you can find two people raised in the same circumstances and one who probably got to the life of the the pro, what people don't understand is i i'm one person who doesn't accept when someone tells me that they didn't have a choice like we all have a choice you know uh-huh. Like, if the choice is death, that's still a choice. Like, there's always a choice. It's just that the the one choice is shittier than the other one, right? Like, it's like Mm -hmm. one choice is preferably than the other one. Otherwise, we, like, every, in every aspect of every life, we always have a choice. Like, like, even, this one thing is, like, gun to your head, 
they always say, you know, like, can't you? I'm like, yeah, it's still a choice even there. Like, you can choose to die. You know, like, it's just that uh, maybe the conviction you have isn't that strong enough for you to lay down your life for it, you know? Um, uh, I mean, Jesus made that choice, right? Like, he chose death because he didn't want us to, if we're taking biblical, right? Because he didn't want us to go to hell and stuff like that. So, um, there's always a choice. Like, it, given any surroundings, fine. You might find that, like, it's life is almost like a game of cards, right? Uh, mm. Some people get lucky, but some yeah. people get lucky. But we all gotta play the game still, and we gotta play to win. So, um, yeah, I that, guess that's like. Yeah, I guess I, I hear you and I I don't know, I think maybe I agree to an extent. Like I think sometimes um some things do need like a deeper scope and lens of analysis. So the reason why I asked that question with regards to like do you think that our environments, like how we grow up, then kind of um justifies then how we act out in life? I agree. I don't think that's um, anyone can run up and say ah, because I grew up in this kind of setting then I had to do these kind of things um, I also do think though that like some people don't have the luxury of a timeline now let me make an example if you grow up in a house and you're the firstborn daughter in a household where you only live with your mom you don't know who your dad is and your mom is like, okay, now you need to figure out how to make money, right? Like, this is very mm. theoretical. And mm. then she says, I don't care how you make that money, but you need to make money. Mm. Now, chances are you're going to go out and first try and find an honest job, right? You're going to try and find something to do honestly, but you might not even get to that chance where now you end up doing things like maybe you're stealing or... You know, you're selling drugs or something like that. And in as much as we can say that you can never justify a bad action, which is probably what they also think. But in that situation, when someone seems caged in and boxed in, can they not use those circumstances to justify their actions? You know, because to some extent, I think you can. I think in as much as I maybe as a person looking outside in might not sympathize or might not understand. And also I might just be like, you could have just chosen to die. <laughs> That's a very extreme choice, you know, especially in a world where your life doesn't belong to yourself. Because, I mean, to, we don't belong to ourselves. You know, if I had to die now, if someone put a gun to my head and was like, Tandega, it is either you go and you steal Yenzila's phone <laughs> or you die, I would probably think about stealing your phone because I'm like, I have yeah, siblings, you know, yeah, I have but- to take care of them. But it's still, it's still a choice, though. Still, it is a choice. a choice. Every, every, everything in life, it's all about like a decision you make, right? Like, like it's, it's all about decisions, decisions. It's, um, I like the, the greatest thing humankind has ever had is, is choice, right? That doesn't mean that it's easy, right? Like, as I'm saying, with like one choice is easier than the other one, right? Mm-hmm. And then that makes it seem like you don't have a choice at all, right? Because the other one is like easy and the other one is hard, right? So that's what mm-hmm. like, 
it's like um do i go to sell weed and be rich uh, by the time i'm 25 or let me take an example why don't i marry a rich man right um Mm. and 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 be a millionaire at the age of 25 or I can go to school for four years, get my degree, probably go back to school for another two years, get my master's, you know, yeah. build myself up slowly, um, make a business, you know, and probably get richer by the time I'm 30, 35, right? Uh-huh. Like, um, still, see, like, it, those, those choices, those, those still, it's choices, right? It's choices, but the consequences of the choices are different. And you have to, and you have to live with those consequences at the end of the day, right? Like, it's, 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 yeah. All, all, all the things, we, all the choices we make come with certain consequences, and, and the consequences may be that you end up in jail, and may may probably get killed, but still, it's a choice. It's all boils down to that. Um, you seem like a very, um like black and white person <laughs> like you it seems like you don't believe in gray areas not you know? necessarily i mean uh, i mean there's probably are gray areas you know but in, like um as i said i'm a blunt sort of a person right like yeah i i i like i like clarity i don't like things to be muddy right like um i'm a straightforward type of person <laughs> which is why i always people always make a joke that uh, whenever someone tells me Guti, I'll call you back in five minutes, or um, or they say, uh, no, I'll be there in like ten minutes. I set a timer. <laughs> I so literally set a timer. Like five minutes. Yeah, no, I set a timer for them. I'm like, okay, you say you'll be here in ten minutes. Okay, I'm setting a timer. And then if you don't show up in five in ten minutes, I'm like, don't even bother telling me the time because I'm like, you're setting an expectation, you know. Like, when you tell me about something and say, okay, you'll be here in five minutes, you're setting an expectation in my mind. And once the five minutes elapses, and then I'll be pissed because you set an expectation. As if you didn't set any expectations, and I'll just be waiting, and I know it's not, this person is coming, but I don't know when, right? Uh. Um, so I think it's this, probably the same thing with the with the black and white thing. Is like, um, I like clarity. I like, guess, yeah, yeah, I understand. I think I'm the same, only do I hold people to that regard? I don't know. Um, I think I like gray areas, though, because I think, like, <laughs> they allow us to explore, you know, the possibilities, like, the maybes, you know. I think even with you, you work with a lot of data, right? And mm. you you do you code as well. So there's mm. so much, like, if, there's so many, like, random variables. All of that stuff is always, like, gray area because you can't really know for sure, you know. So even with choices and, like, how people got to where they got to, and as much as we're like, oh, it's a choice, um, also conditioning plays a role. Also, like, where we come from plays a role. Also, capitalism plays a role. Because, you, 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 you know, is like your fight the fight will never stop your fight will never stop no truly i believe i always feel like our biggest problem as humans is capitalism you know like um i watched this documentary the it, it was like um what is it i think it was the black panthers 
uh, prisoners of the vanguard. And mm. basically, like, one of the principles of the Black Panthers when they were formed was that, obviously, they wanted to go out in the streets with their arms and protect Black people who were being harassed by cops. But also, they were just like, we want to overthrow the capitalist system because with it there, there's never any, like, actual true freedom for Black people. And that's how I feel, you know. I feel like it's always, it's this, it's this evil that continues to demand more from us, you know. When you think about the fact that, like, half of the world is hungry like people don't have food and when you think about the fact that our communities you know you struggle for basic things like healthcare and education and all of that stuff and then there are people like stores like dior stores like louis vuitton have made incredible surpluses and profit you really have like the question then becomes like what exactly is going on in the world? I mean, someone smarter than me might be like, Tandega, you can't really fix this issue. And I'll be like, okay, sure. But we can't fix it because it exists in a capitalist system. If we just overthrow the system, we might just fix it. I don't know. Yeah, but th- th- that's the problem though, right? Like, we've been doing this for so long that we really don't even know. Like, I mean, even when we try to do it, like look at um, I'm trying to think of communist countries like Russia. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. what ends up happening is that like it's almost capitalistic, but it's so concentrated towards the top that like it's ridiculous. People can see you see like the states become so powerful that like the people ain't free anymore, right? Yeah, like, it's almost like you can't have it both ways, in a sense where like. Um, but it, you know, what bugs me the most is the, um, it's the money we pour towards military, right? Uh-huh. Like, I think I heard somewhere where like the, um, the United States spends about almost four something trillion. On- yeah, but those, that's because they need to put, because they are criminals, <laughs> they need to fund their gang, like, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, isn't it crazy to me? And like, and and people talk about global warming. I I had um I was listening to um to a podcast right, uh-huh. and, and this guy was saying. People talk about global warming, right? They talk about like reducing emissions. They talk about like um not burning fossil fuels and stuff like that. But uh-huh. what people don't understand is, you can't tell someone who's hungry. And doesn't have food to worry about global warming because someone always worries about the immediate, right? Yeah. Like, the people that are worried about global warming are the people that are well fed, right? They are mm-hmm. food, they have clothing, they have shelter. So they're like, huh, I really don't have anything to worry about. So let me worry about global warming. <laughs> you know, like, but and then, like, and then there's a mother with like three kids living in a stick and mud house. Like, what do you think they're gonna worry about? Like, like they want to keep warm, so they're gonna burn wood, right? Like, they want to cook. Food. Also, they're mm. not the people that are responsible for it, right? Like, it's people like Kylie Jenner and whatsoever else people who are celebrities who exist, who are flying around in their jets for seven-minute exactly. trips. Like, it's not like the mother in a hut's fault that there's global warming in the world. You know, <laughs> but it yeah, was so, so funny that, when you said it's a problem. 
So the yeah. guy was was making an example like if 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 people really wanted to solve a lot of people's issues like help poor help the poor people, that's mm. how in a better society. Like, what if amongst the people here like that that don't have access to education like there's a uh, Einstein, right? Like someone mm. could actually solve global warming. But they get lost through the cracks because um, they probably died at a very young age because of malnutrition or, or, or something like that. So I think that's the horrible side of capitalism. However, um, I'm a tech junkie, so um, it's, the capitalism always brings incentive. Right. That's true, yeah. So the incentive being to innovate. So like the things we that's why um innovation is coming so quick and fast because people get so rich so easily because of the internet. I think that's the pros of it, you know. Yeah, I mean I'm willing to admit, right, that um, capitalism has many points of entry in the sense that if you can tap into a market so let's say I come up with this really brilliant idea um, about something that helps a lot of people right and then the rich guys are like whoa we love this idea we're going to fund it we'll give you the money and whatsoever whatsoever like it allows you the chance to be able to play in that field with like the bigger people however in like communist um like in a communist setup, you wouldn't be able to get that kind of like play in because like you said, the money would be captured like somewhere high where people can't really reach to it. I am like probably very much leaning towards a very socialist kind of world. I think that's my sort of like state of comfort where you can't have rich people, but you like, let's just not have any poor people, you know? So it just, so you know what like you're, you're right about incentive but also for me it's like we're, we're growing and we're moving into like a very um uh what do you call this a very virtual world where everything happens online and 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 i was watching this movie um like a couple of days ago a friend of mine recommended it to me i think it's mr harrigan's phone and like basically you're just speaking about like the birth of the iphone when it happened obviously that wasn't where it was going but this man said something where he was like it's interesting because i'm getting all this information online for free right and people pay good money to put this in the paper but i'm reading this information online there's no advertisements um and people pay good money for advertisements so how exactly are they hoping to sustain and keep this business alive you know and then also, though, you know, it's like in as much as there is so much benefit to capitalism, it also goes back to it circles back to me for this one thing is that for the system to thrive, people have to diminish like it, it's not a progressive for all system. You know, it's like the more money that accumulates towards a certain point, then the more money that attracts. So if you, for instance, today got five million rands, ne? you're able to put money into your dreams and your realizations and make more money. So you need capital to get started. But if I 
have an idea and I only have like 10,000, then I'm unlikely to be able to scale that idea alone. So I'll need people like Yenzi who have like that 5 million or 50 million bucks to give me like 25 million. And then like it's a, it's a continuous system that benefits those people. So in as much as we took about like accumulation of money in one place and the concentration of it, I just feel like the same thing happens under the capitalist system. I don't know. But like you said, I think I'm just very pro, not pro, anti-capitalistic. So I'm always just like, eh, I don't know about capitalism, guys. I just think we can do better as a society. But on a secondary note, I saw something on the internet the other day, which might have been false, but I was just thinking about it, where this man who was a climate activist was just like to people, the climate crisis is fake. It's not a real thing. (laughs) And I was laughing because I was like... Actually, this is interesting because anyone can just get on the internet and say anything, right? They told mm. us about COVID, we got vaccinated, and then, like, now the conversations about what actually was in the vaccine and what actually happened in the vaccine are starting to come up. And we're all like, listen, we believe the scientists and we're comfortable with that. Other people are like, I'm glad I didn't get vaccinated. So it's just like, it's a lot, you know, you just need to pick a side and stick by it, I guess. I think you know, what pissed me off about uh, the vaccination is like they they took away our choice, right? Like it's funny because I said everybody has a choice and stuff like that. <laughs> Look <laughs> at the not, irony. <laughs> yeah, the irony of it is like it's not lost on me. But uh, I mean, I guess this is the gray area we're talking about, right? Like oh. it's like it's like. Um, get a COVID vaccine or don't go or you won't be able to get a job or or not. Um, I mean, I think I think not to, to bring us back to capitalism, uh-huh. but at a point where uh, I say, um, the I think the biggest problem we have with capitalism is it there's nothing to keep it in check, right? Ah. Uh. Like, you have massive companies like Google, Amazon, that have saturated the market so much so that, like, people cannot compete because they're so big right now. Like, it's almost Uh impossible to compete unless... And even if you try, you probably end up selling to one of them at the end of the day because that's how big they are. Uh Right? And... And this, uh, don't get me started with pharmaceutical companies. Like the yeah, way yeah. corners for profit is just gross and disgusting. Mm. Which is the same thing that happens with the vaccine. Like, how how are we trusting pharmaceuticals who who started like getting people addicted to drugs so that they can make money, and we're telling these people that oh okay please come up with a vaccine that will help humanity and not expect them to cut any sort of corners or something oh. like that just to make profit. That's, I think that's what bugged me the most. Right? It's yeah. It, like, no one was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, we're trusting these people oh. with oh. our health. These, these motherfuckers don't, like, <laughs> all they want is money. Right? Like, yeah. Like, they... Like, if you can hear the horrific stories about, like, how um, 
like they hide side effects and um and like they 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 hide studies if if it's if it shows which they have negative effect on people or not so i think i think yeah they um yeah the yeah, it's a bit muddy there it's a bit squirrely there it's like it's almost like how are you saying we're free but then you're like huh you're free but why are you adding a caveat to the freedom you know Instead of yeah I don't know. I think it's like, you know what you said now about how we trust in these people to like take care of us. We can say the same thing about our politicians. <laughs> I think we can say think about everyone actually is that like we put our lives um, in the hands of people because we think they know better, you know, and we trust that they do know better. But like the likelihood of that being true is like, zero to i don't know like there's probably like a number somewhere but this is like the gray area i was talking about because if the world was black and white right like if there was a clear distinction between the things that were allowed and the things that weren't allowed then we would be all be happier you know like like you said if there was something to keep like um the capitalist system in check then we would all be better off as people. It's even if there was something to keep our politicians in check, even though they say that the law does that, but like something better than that, we would all be in better positions. And I think the thing with medicine is, um, I think we had this conversation before, right? Where you said, I think you said people now live longer because there's medicine and stuff like that. So um, people are able to like stay alive. But, you know, something that we are grateful for can also be very bad. Like big pharma is terrible because big pharma will give us drugs and they pump them to us and then we get addicted. But also big pharma is the reason why we're able to um, get painkillers as the reason why we're able to, we can argue about whether painkillers are good or bad, but they, they help relieve the pain, right? It's the reason why we're able to um, not be awake whenever we're undergoing operations and all of that stuff. So it's like, there's this, there are giants in the industry that are, that shove us nonsense and they give us rubbish. And then there are people in the industry who do best to keep by the book. They might not do it 100% of the time, but like they do do it, right? So it's like, I guess where we are in our conversation right now is that things can be good and they can be bad at the same time, you know? So you were just saying there's good in capitalism and it's also terrible. Big pharma as well is like bad and it's also terrible. So it's like, can anything ever really just be good <laughs> like anything in the world or just simply bad i think in, in, i think you can probably like in any situation if you introduce a large amount of money like that's when it becomes a bit like uh yeah it's pretty squirrely. like money can like what it corrupts the the best sort of us you know it's mm. like it's like you say you want to do something but someone puts like what i mean 100 million i mean everyone's got a price it's just that some is higher than the other person you know yeah like it's like and like profit hey, profits is the enemy of all men oh. i mean the the bible does tell us but we don't listen man. when it says money yeah. is the root of all evil yeah we don't yeah. listen like and and there's nothing we can do because it's, it's the world we live in no. Uh, but there's nothing we can do I don't know <laughs> I, I feel like in life 
you know, it all boils down to like your values and your principles and like who you are when none of us are looking. Because I mean, if you become a leader or if I become like a leader somewhere one day and someone says to me, I will give you a hundred million. I just need you to keep quiet when I abuse the labor laws and I make the people in your country work for free. I'm definitely... I'm taking my mon- the money and I'm shutting my ass up. What? <laughs> Look at me judging you. I'm just like, oh, what? hell. No. I'm, I'm taking that money to the bank. Where are like, your morals? <laughs> I'm mute. I'm deaf. I can't see anything. I'm actually blind. I'm, I'm nearsighted, <sighs> you know. I mean, come on. It's a hundred, it's a hundred million, man. Come on. Let's, let's be honest. Mm. but you know yeah it's interesting because <laughs> you might I mean, I could do a lot of good with that money that's all i'm saying wow uh, so you'd rather take the money keep quiet and do good somewhere else yeah most definitely and do good to me obviously but yeah somewhere else. <laughs> do good to me <laughs> well i don't i think also it depends a lot on what kind of position you're in because i mean um, but at the end of the day, each man has their own moral compass. So if just because I wouldn't be able to, it doesn't mean that somebody else won't be able to do it. And also, if you're in a position of power, if you don't take that money, chances are you'll die. And then the next person who takes your position will take that money or um, somebody else will just do it. And then you'll just be left uppercut, I guess. But. But, like, what is morality? Because I think morality is different with different people. Like, for example, you talk about, like, let's say you're working in a company and they're horrible to the workers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, say maybe um, one, one of those workers goes maybe to complain or something. Mm-hmm. And they fire her, Right. And, okay. And and the new person comes in, right, looking for a job. And okay. the person has been sitting home, you know, you know the unemployment like we have in, 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 in this world. Mm-hmm. I mean it's just horrendous, right? Mm-hmm. Um and you you come and tell that person about how horrible that job is and what what whatever. Do you think that person will leave the job or take it? They'll take the job. Exactly. So, like, it's, it's, yeah, I think, yeah, it's, there's no morality if you're hungry, man. Yeah. Like, you leave, you leave your dignity. That's what I'm saying, Lucy. I think in everything we do, we, it's like humans, we compartmentalize. I hate that word because it always, um, yeah, I always say it wrong. Compartmentalize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, like, we all have that English word. We can't really yeah, say it. Like, yeah. compartmental, compartmentalize a lot, right? Mm. It's almost like it's almost like a self defense mechanism. It's almost like like what whatever we need now is the most important thing. Like it doesn't matter how you get it. Like it, it almost takes us to our baser instinct, right? It's like it's. That's why that's why um you find that um like people a person a person who's 
there's a difference between a person who's fighting for a transgender right, right? Like Kuti wants a what transgender women to go t- to the transgender men or mm-hmm. transgender men to go to the same bathroom as women, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think a person in Africa, hungry, cares about all these things? No, right? Because it's the level of comfort. It's like it's almost like we're looking for conflict sometimes because we don't have any conflict in our lives. It goes back to what you were saying earlier, Guti. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like it's like it always depends on the situation you are in. That's true. And I think like you know what you just said now? <laughs> it takes us back to like the beginning when you spoke about choices and you were like, we always have a choice. But also now what you're saying about morality and like you don't really care when you're hungry about morality. And I think it ties back to that because yes, I I did have a choice, right? I could either have sold drugs or could have starved to death. Um, and I chose to sell drugs because mm. I had to like stay alive, you know what I mean? So it's like mm. in as much as it is wrong, but it's also it's an it's a it's a it's a thing it's it's sort of like something that demands you to act you know out of your own interest so also this thing um another documentary is 13th um where you're speaking about the rights that like how people in different areas will care about different rights right like mm. for instance if i'm um what do you call this let me say you're fighting for the right to like what you talk, what you spoke about now, like if like the rights that um, transgender women and men should be able to go to like restrooms because they, they if it's transgender woman, then they are a woman. So that's the rights that you're fighting for. And then I am fighting for the right that to free education, like access to free education for children. Right. It's mm. like those two dif- those two things depending on the climate at that particular point in time is ranked differently by people at that particular point in time and it's not even an issue of like i don't care it's an issue of this is not an emergency for me right now and so i'm not going to really pay attention to that and i think like it's also it also comes back to this idea of i don't rem- i don't know if you remember when the pro democracy um movement started in Swaziland, you know, how people would go on Twitter and would have spaces and like they talk about it. And then something mm. that this guy once said and he was like, listen guys, the people that are fighting and the people that are most affected are not on these spaces. They are not on Twitter. Yeah. These people are on the ground and like exactly. these people are, are moving forward, you know? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it makes you think about those things that like it's yes, we have choices and like yes, we have like things that you want to do but like in a state of emergency nah, like you're living in a constant state of emergency it's like being a black person you know like you know that you have the luxury of a choice but you know that if i have to work hard because if i don't work hard i'm not gonna make it like i need to work twice as hard as my white colleague because i don't have the kind of privilege that he has or she has you know what i mean mm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Like, right, someone once says that Twitter is not a real place. You know, it's like, yeah, that's the truth, right? It's 
it's yeah it's it's just this select few people that go there complain and that's why when people go to twitter to support something i'm like it's really not gonna change really because <laughs> you're just writing things online <laughs> it's like yeah, but I mean, deplatforming works. I think the only time that it does work is when people are deplatformed. So when I say deplatformed, as in they're just removed from the platform, so we don't have to see them or engage with them, basically. But their lives in real life, they continue, you know. So cancel culture doesn't really work. But but I think I think as 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 society becomes like as as we grow as a society, as we like as we become more complex, we create, it's almost like we create complex problems for ourselves. You know, like, uh-huh. it's like we move, remember, like, I used to go, like, at school, they used to tell us, this, there's three basic needs, right? Uh-huh. Food, water, shelter, right? Uh-huh. Food, water, shelter. That's it. But now, if you can ask a three-year-old child now, growing in this generation, like, oh, what's a basic need? They're probably uh-huh. in there. Like electricity in the, um, uh, you know, like uh, PlayStation or a laptop or something like that. So I think society also it's it's almost like it's where where are we in society, you know, like it's uh, it's it's um it's as as we as we grow and move on to uh to yeah we just I don't know we just yeah we just I don't I don't think. I don't know if it's 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 in our nature or something like that, but we just we 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 can't get along. It's it's almost impossible. It's almost like we have to disagree on something. I mean, we're we're created differently, so and also our social our backgrounds, you know, um, and our belief systems and our relig- like our cultural, like systems as well we're almost bound to disagree on a lot of things you know like tribalism and 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 i think like you know we do get more complex as as humans as we continue to evolve and become i don't know higher higher standards of humans i guess i don't know if we're evolving or regressing but um i think also um, what we do need to appreciate is that the exposure that we've managed to gain as people, when I say exposure, I just mean, you know, the greatest thing about social media is that it globalizes the world in the sense, like, in the sense that, like, all of us get to tap into different things and different cultures. So, for instance, maybe on my TikTok feed, like, I see people who live in America. I see people who live in Indonesia. I see people who live in the DRC. So it's kind of like I'm exposed to not only just the things that they do, but also the cultural experience and also like how they speak and the languages and the mannerisms. And then it makes you realize that in as much as we still live in Swaziland, we still we have a lot more access into the world and so i don't know maybe this globalization and like is a good thing because then maybe we can return to like a kind of standard um sort of 
I don't know, standard sort of, I don't know, expectation mm. of what the human experience is meant to be. What is, what is the human experience in your opinion? What, what, what is it? Like, what is it exactly? You know, can you put it into words, you think? I think the human experience is kind of like a sign graph. <laughs> so it's a like what? a sign graph, you know, like uh-huh. mathematics, like that, that graph yeah, that goes yeah. up and down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like, it's sort of like that, you know, it's a series of highs and lows and plateaus. So it's, and in, in that series of highs and lows, there's a lot of things that go into that equation. So there's love, there's family, there's failure, there's loss, there's mourning, there's mistakes, and there's mess-ups. You know, like all of that stuff goes into that equation and you experience it, the tipsy turvinous, the plateau. So I think the human experience is just uh, a continuous, you know, change of position, I would say. With all of those experience, experiences, I guess, like put into one place. That was a really good question. <laughs> so, like, so like, knowing where you are now, where you end up now, right? Uh-huh. Would you would you take the chance to to not knowing where you end up, right? Would you uh-huh. would you would you take the chance to do a do over? Like, actually, now you know where you are right now. Yeah. But then you had a chance to do it do over, right? Like start start like what more like uh, come out of, coming out of your mother's womb, right? Yeah. First breath. But you don't know where you end up next. You might end up the same place, you might end up another place. Would you take the chance? Or I don't think I would. With your human experience so far. I don't think I would take um I don't think I would take that chance because I think I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, you know, and that sounds very cliche and very like, ooh, dreamy, but I genuinely do think um, whenever I made a decision, I was fully aware if I was messing up, like I was fully aware that this is probably going to be something I regret and everything terrible that happened to me that wasn't my fault, I think I couldn't have avoided you know, I think terrible things happen to people all around. And I think even if I did a do-over, um, terrible things would still happen to me. So I just think I'm okay with, like, wherever my life is taking me, wherever I'm meant to be, if there's such a thing as meant to be. So I wouldn't take that chance. I mean, if you gave me that chance, though, when I was 60, I probably would, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's. I think, yeah, I think like with age, it, you know, like that's why they always say, um, you you're never fully an adult until you reach like what the age of twenty five. I think that's when your um, your what's the prefrontal cortex is fully formed, which is the yeah. part of the brain that is uh that is for decision making, right? Because mm-hmm. I I think I think. Yeah, like if if you would have asked me the same question, since like what, uh, ten years ago, I probably would have okay. said the same. I would I'll probably be like, hey, I wanna go do over. But I think now where I'm at, I'm I'm, I'm you know, I'm old enough to to be grateful for the life I've had. Mm. 
appreciate the highs and the lows and to take the lows as lessons you know and yeah you never get too high never get too low just mm. always on to the next one you know yeah, never get too high, never get too low. Yeah, never get too high, never get too low. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think, like, we've come to the end of the podcast recording. And the reason I say that is not because we've run out of things to talk about. Oh, but I really just like okay. how, like, we've platooed to, like, this point in time. And, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you want to say bye. I don't know if you want to say bye. I don't know what you want to say to people listening to this. And I don't think people are going to hate you. I don't think you are very controversial here today. I think I you were know. like a, what do they call it? A, like very Father Christmassy. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you even I, laughed like him there. If, if, if Father Christmas was a 26-year-old, a weird nerd, ish then more probably definitely but um yeah i'd just say hey just guys like you know like um just chill man have fun thank you so much i really really appreciated this like this was really dope 